Hey guys, welcome to Thinking and Drinking. I'm your host, Elijah. Tag along with me as we bring in some crazy characters to talk about some even crazier stories and have even crazier fun. It's going to be a blast, so crack open a cold one, pour you a glass, and let's dive right in. Alright, welcome back everyone to the Thinking and Drinking podcast. This is officially episode number five. I know we have had a little bit of an extensive break. Um, wasn't originally in the plans, kind of changed the way that we're doing things, but we are rolling with it and it's going to be fun and great and we're just going to keep having a blast, keep having some drinks and keep sharing some laughs and it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. So, um, that being said, uh, I am joined today by, I would say a special guest, but I mean, I don't know if I'm, I'm allowed to lie and all that, but. Long-time friend, long-time brother, uh, Matthew Seabitch. <laughs> well, I, we can't even call you Seabitch anymore, can we? No. No, yeah. no. I've actually changed that. <laughs> i got to come up with a new name then. Anywho, um, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing really good, man. I just got off the water for fishing and uh, looking forward to our next tournament. And Glad to be on here. It's been a while. We've been pushing this off for a little bit due to work and... A million other things, but it's glad to be on here. Yeah, you still got a wet ass. I do, man. Like, my <laughs> pants are like so dry now. I get, I gotta figure something out. <laughs> I should have put you a towel down in the chair before we started this. Yeah, it was cold. Anywho, um, all right. So, kind of getting back into the swing of things, because, um, like I said, I mean, it has been at least two or three weeks since I've done one. Um, I've got to remember the way that I did this whole thing. But to start off, we did, in fact, make a drink, so that part is there. Um, it's kind of a strong drink. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, so I have deemed this drink. This drink was literally me throwing the stuff that I had together and trying to come up with something that tastes worth a shit. Um, and I am deeming it the Quad S. Uh, stands for Santa, what is it? Santa Strawberry Slumber Sauce is what we are deeming this thing. Um, so what is, what, what is your opinion of the drink thus far? You've been, you've been down in it a pretty good day. You're like literally almost done with it already. Yeah. <laughs> um, for you just to come up with something random like you did, this drink is actually pretty good. For Everclear, because I don't ever drink Everclear, but this is actually a pretty decent little concoction you come up with. Yeah, I know. The problem was, um, which don't, you know, any of y'all that know me or Matt, don't let him lie to you. This is 100% his fault. Um, (laughs) So, uh, while making the drink, I made him pick a number, and he just so happened to pick the wrong number. And so this drink was made a little extra, extra spicy. Um... And it is Everclear, and for those of you that have ever drank Everclear, you kind of know Everclear is one of those things that everyone has a story about. So um, we'll see if we make any new stories tonight. It'll be great. Well, they're probably gagging around as we speak. <laughs> yeah, they're probably. That, that's uh, Everclear is how you trigger PTSD uh, PTSD alcoholics out yeah, there. They're just like, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of Jaeger. Thomas is. Yeah, I've never understood why Thomas likes Jaeger so much. It's like cough syrup, but like worse. Dude, it's like <laughs> when you want to get rid of every trauma you've ever had and make a whole lot more traumas with it. That's just I'm just I'm just not on that boat. 
Um, anywho, but yeah, so for the Quad S, Santa's Strawberry Secret, or Secret, no. Uh, Santa's Strawberry Slumber Sauce is not a secret. I mean, I guess we could throw something else in there and make it a 5S, but uh, it has, it's got strawberries, frozen strawberries, which honestly probably the drink would have been a little better if they were fresh, but I had to work with what I had today. Um, and we've got some sweet and sour mix, and of course Everclear, um, and then there's some Everclear, and then there's a little bit of Everclear. <laughs> um, I don't forget that Everclear. Yeah, we've got Everclear in there. <laughs> um, and then we've got some sugar, uh, as well as some peppermint. So the peppermint was kind of the that's that's where the Santa comes from. Obviously, got a little bit of little. And that actually made it really great too. Yeah, had to had to Kris Kringle it up a little bit. Um, but anyways, um, so getting back into the swing of things for one might be a little difficult. So this this episode might be we might have taken four steps. Or four episodes forward, and we might be going like five or six back. So that's that's on me, but we're gonna roll with it, and I'll get better as we go, and it'll be great. Anyways, um, so to start off, like how I've done with everyone else, obviously we did the drink, um, talked about it for a second, and we're done with that. That's got a nice little Christmassy bow on it. Um, but now, basically going into how we know each other and getting into the little list of the Google Doc items that I had told you about. Um, so there was a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to the shovel. Um, but yeah, so how old were we when, when we met? Man, I, we've been around each other and raised together since we were like, I want to say four or five. I want to say. I mean, I we were little. Idea. If I tell y'all one thing, if he's got a shovel in his hand, don't piss him off. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll get into the, that. The, the shovel story is coming. Don't worry. That's, <laughs> that's definitely one. Um, the people that know the shovel story, they're probably yeah, they're probably <laughs> they're getting like, a little, oh, yeah. little <laughs> laugh in. Um, but uh, our whole like relationship is weird <laughs> in and of itself. Um, we started off. See, like, because Katie, and for those of y'all that don't know out there, Katie's my sister. I don't even know if I've talked about her on a, a previous episode before. Um, Katie and I had the relationship growing up where, like, we hated each other. We're always at each other's throats. Um, and then we just, like, tolerated each other and everything. You and I, at the very beginning, like, I could not stand you. I hated <laughs> you with a burning passion. Like. Yeah. My whole childhood, like 98% of my childhood, was me wanting to just watch you eat absolute shit. Just so you know. Trust um, me, I know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then eventually it was like, we didn't really have the tolerate stage. We just kind of got close one day. I don't even know how it happened. Like, Man, I, I know we've butted heads a whole lot growing up. And... Uh, I honestly don't know. I remember exactly how it happened. I just know we eventually got really close and learned everything about each other and what both of us went through and eventually got to where me and you could actually say and do stuff to make each other mad and we wouldn't go at each other except for that one day. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, that was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I mean, I think it's interesting because like I said, at the very beginning, we butted heads terrible. all the time. Yeah. Um, 
And then the difference in like, like I said, mine and Katie's like relationship, we began to tolerate each other. Whereas me and you, one day we hated each other. Um, and this will bring up the nostalgia. And then the next day we were blood brothers. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a few of you that like actually probably know um, what that is. A lot of you probably don't. Um, I was a big fan of wrestling. I was I was my ass. I still am a big fan of wrestling. Um, and so I remember watching wrestling and them talking about having blood brothers and what that was. And I remember Googling it and seeing about essentially you, it would be two, I believe it's Samoan. It may just be Pacific Islanders. I may be wrong about it completely. Um, it's been a long time since I read that. But essentially, they would make a pact um, and cut their hands open and then shake on it. And essentially, transferring, like, because you're shaking with your cut open hands um, and transferring blood from each other. Um, honestly, sounds like a really good way to catch, like, some disease. But, you know, we were, we were young, dumb, and stupid. Uh, but... And essentially, like, you made, like, the blood pact, and it was uniting people as family who weren't necessarily family, which, even still, because, like, at the beginning, we started off, we were cousins through marriage way back when, um, and then that has since then uh, dissolved, <laughs> so we're not, we wouldn't necessarily be cousins by marriage, but even after, like, after that, after the the packed um we didn't even call each other cousins anymore i mean you know you refer to me as brother i refer to you as brother and it's just kind of been a thing it's it's kind of been stuck man i think i've been more adapted into the reeves family than you know where i actually came from and i honestly think that has a lot to do with it because i kind of see y'all guys more as my home safe place as a family than just i guess it's because you know, Thomas raised both of us in a way, and then you know, Mamal K helped us both. And uh, I think with us being so close and together all the time, I think that had a lot to do with it. Heard, heard. Um, so I've got to ask: Do you um, do you still ever get nervous whenever there's a shovel around? Like, just... <laughs> Actually, man, you know, I work around equipment. I operate equipment a lot. Um, to get some PTSD. <laughs> we, we've got shovels at the plant. Every time I look at a square shovel, I automatically think of that day. And it just, I, like, I'll randomly start laughing and have to tell everybody about what happened. And... Yep. <laughs> um, so to get to the, because the next one, of course, is, is the memories one. And just us going on and back and forth like two old men um, <laughs> about the glory days. Um, oh, man. And the, the shovel thing all started because, uh, so for those of you that don't know that are listening, um, my dad passed away when I was very young. Um, it was a very sensitive subject uh, for me growing up. And it was, as Matthew discovered, an easy way to piss me off very quickly. <laughs> um, which I'll give him credit. I mean, he used it like... During football games. Yeah, we had used to win. It, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, I remember, like I think the, the clearest memory I have of it was because I was always like I, I have growing up I very much had like a Mario build like I was short and stubby like well you were also like the nerdiest kid 
in school. Like, you would never want to fight or hurt no one. Like, you were the most loving, nerdiest kid possible. Now, what happened? <laughs> you have completely, like, we have flip-flop spots almost. But, like, that that's, like, you would never, like, in football, you wouldn't get so mad that you couldn't hit somebody hard until I started talking about that subject. Yeah. And then you would get so mad, man, you would start cracking your helmet and, like, putting people on their back. Because I remember the, like I said, the clearest memory I have of it um, was when they coach had put me on the uh, sled with who was it? it was EJ it was it was all the big dudes like yeah, it was like big, EJ Bailey Logston yeah um, and like all the like you know and I'm I would consider them like D one back then yeah because kids nowadays are like really small. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, back then, we had some real-life D1 mm-hmm. guys. And so, you, you did get paired up with the biggest of the biggest, and you were the smallest. <laughs> it was so weird, because I remember he put me on the end, and the way you would talk talk crap is you would start off uh, about, you would start talking crap about cops. And, of course, so my dad was a cop, and... Uh, that started to strike a nerve, and I was like, you talk about, like, how all cops were shit, and you couldn't stink, and all this, and I was like, <laughs> I'd start to kind of get mad, and get mad, and then you would stop being, you know, on the cop part of it, and then transition to, like, hey, your dad was a shitty cop, and all this, and then it just started to build and build, and I'll never forget that one day, because um, it was a four-man sled, and he put me on the end. And I think EJ was on the other end. I don't know. EJ's probably going to listen to this and be like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> he probably doesn't remember, man. <laughs> probably not. I remember that very well. That was that was my, like, that was, that's. Your highlights. Yeah, that's going into my, my childhood highlights for sure. Um, because then you, like, got me so, so pissed. And whenever I finally hit the sled, I turned the sled and. I think you almost done a complete 360 with the sled. I did. What is it? It's, uh, um. Ugh, a 90. I did a 90 degree, straight 90, because this one didn't, like, it moved a little bit, and then we ended up going this way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't remember who was beside me, but whoever was beside me fell. <laughs> and I remember that very distinctively, like, because I was on this end, so whoever was on the third one right here, they fell over <laughs> because I took off with it, because I was pissed off, bro. <laughs> Dude, you hit that sled hard. To be such the little guy you were, that was... I think at that moment, you actually got to start in the next game after you started hitting so hard. I may have. Well, see, it's so weird, because, like, like you mentioned, like, growing up, I very much had a very passive mentality to me. Um, I don't really know why. I mean, I guess I just... You were more loving, man. I mean, like, it was just... You you let people run over you, and only thing you focused on was your, you know, schooling and stuff like that. So you let other people run over you and stuff like that and then you finally i don't know what happened you like some kind of switch flipped or something and then it was just a whole brand new elijah and then it was game on from there okay okay on that i have a question though just this is just podcast out the window at this point i'm just curious what age do you think it was when the when the switch kind of flipped i think it was more like because you were still kind of the same way when you got that dodge back when you were 16 Mm because you used to make me like, you wouldn't even drive me to school unless I had my seatbelt on. 
We like almost you pitched a, a whole fist fight fit. over that. You almost kicked me out on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah, because you wouldn't have got a ticket. I would have. But like, at that, that point, at that point, it wasn't like, loving. It was like I, I'm loving my money in my pocket, and I don't want to pay out for you. <laughs> you were more like, you know what? Screw everybody else. Get the heck out of my truck if you're not gonna listen. Yeah. But like, you know, I think it was more like when you were like 17 or 18, because at that moment, you know. I was so focused on all the stuff that happened in my life. I was trying to settle down with whoever and whatever because I thought I knew what love was. But, you know, I was trying to be really bad butt and try to be grown when I wasn't grown yet. And you took a whole nother switch and being mature. And then you started drifting off into following the party world. And then I started drifting away and not doing it. <laughs> I think – I see what you're saying. I think – I think personally, like, my big, where I recognized the switch had kind of flipped was 19. Yeah, Um, yeah, probably. But I think the stat, you know, honestly, looking back at it, I think, and it's funny because I haven't ever thought about this until now, and it's funny that you're the one on the podcast, (laughs) because I think where the switch flipped, because you were a bully growing up. Fuck you, you were a bully. Okay, I thought. Um... (laughs) I ain't even gonna make an excuse for that. <laughs> but I think the first, like, where the where the gears kind of started turning was when I finally stood up to you, and Dude. we had that time at at Thomas and them's house over on the curve. And oh, you remember I slammed that? the doors yep. and stuff. Yeah, yes. and I that was like that was the first time we've ever almost threw hands with each other. Besides yeah. the shovel incident, I'm honestly surprised that you and I haven't thrown hands at any point. Like Dude, we've really never. We've been close that one day. Yeah. You know, that, that's when Thomas got me in check that day. Because, you know, I was slamming doors and you told me to stop and you were tired of my crap and you got up in my shit. Yeah. <laughs> I that thought was, it was going to happen that day. That was because I never, like, that was, that really was. That was the where main explosion. Turning. Yeah. I will say that, like, I definitely noticed a flip, like, a, a switch flip there because I, like, distinctively remember that moment. And being like, because if you remember, like, we've got into it before, and I would always cower down. I was always the one, like, yeah, no, well, you're like, I didn't want to have it. Yeah, I guess. Um, and, you know, forgive my French, but I really had that moment, like, like you see in some TV shows and everything, and it was like, uh, like, uh, uh, and then it's like something kind of, something gave, and I was like, no, fuck this dude. <laughs> fuck and I was like, what the fuck is that? It was like that moment of like the nerd shoots up to school or something. Like it was just that moment. Jesus Christ! No, but I was like, because I remember like, because you got my face originally, and usually because we've had issues. Because if you remember uh, when we were at Dallas's, way back when, when Thomas worked for uh, Sutton Fence, uh, way back when, like we got into it then. We've had several instances like you get in my face, and I would always back down. And I remember you got my face this time, and I was like, I started to back down, and I was like. No, <laughs> and then I got back in your face, and you—the look on your face at first—is you were like, "What?" That made me back down on that one. I was like, "Whoa, hold on!" <laughs> like, who is this new guy coming at me right here? <laughs> and then as we got older, and I love how now it's, which even now, like, because I still—I'm not gonna act like I like. 
am fully matured and know who I am and that kind of stuff, because I'm not. Like, I'm still changing now. I mean, I'm different than the last time you and I hung out. Um, yeah. Just because so much happens, dude, in life. It's crazy. Um, but I will say, I love one thing I do love is how the fact of I've migrated from the dude that, like, would never fight and would never do anything to where it's like, okay, if it gets bad enough and you're like, okay, let me... Because I've never been the one to just fight for no reason. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, if I, if I had some drama that I needed settled for a fight, I would call you. But my, my role after that and, like, growing up through, like, 17, 18, 19-ish became, like, okay... I'm not just going to fight, and I'm going to be the quiet one, and I'm going to sit here and listen. But if I have to stand up and get involved, I am beating the <laughs> ever-loving shit out of somebody. Hold up. That's total different mindset than you at the bar. Because <laughs> which one night... Which time? <laughs> one night, I can't remember what night it was, but there was some guys like messing around with this girl, and she kept coming to us being mad, and you were ready to throw hands with this guy. Okay, this is different. This is different. <laughs> I will say, I have this, I don't know, I have this this thing in me, and everyone can call me, like, it could be like, well, you know, equality, and that's sexist, or whatever, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> maybe in real, I don't give a shit. Like, when it pertains to a female being involved, oh, I'll throw hands. World, like, I don't, I don't care, man. Like that, that just brings back, like, we had Cody Johnson concert that uh, my ex is now having my son, you know prayers for her because she's raising something that came mm-hmm. from me but uh you know we went to cody johnson and there was this little girl and her dad that were having the time of their life after these guys left and she kept getting stomped on by these guys and it was like on his encore mm-hmm. well i finally said something to one of them and his buddy turned around and hit me with a lighter in his hand and you know busted my eyebrow and i like body slammed him and put him to sleep and mm-hmm. you know it, it became a whole mess you know blah 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 but i i, I agree with that like I understand females can take up for themselves, especially, you know, some of these really short ones that are packed like dynamite, you know, because yeah. trust me, I've had my fair share of hits from a female that hurt worse than a man, but, you know, there's just something about it. Like, I guess it's just the way Thomas raised us mm-hmm. to respect all females, and I mean, I'll defend any female. I don't care who it is. See, I, like, that's, I know I've had, like, rage moments with you and stuff before <laughs> I don't think any of them has stood up to like cause there's been certain ones with well with mom's ex cause he was hitting on mom um and I got pissed about that like but I was still young young then like that was way before that was when your rage yeah. just started happening yeah that was way back when um and I told you about the time of possum right Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I, time, Possum just—the <laughs> day I you was... do explode, I feel bad for the guy. So, heads up to anybody out there that's listening: <laughs> don't piss this guy off enough because he's got a lot built up that he'll just but take see, out. But I've gotten good at like just not like. I mean, I still have like anger moments. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna act like I don't. But I think that's really everybody. I mean, yeah. I think, and that's a big thing, like, I feel like when you call someone out for having anger issues, people show anger in different ways, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, some people, you can push them to a certain point, like, they'll keep taking and taking and taking and bottling and bottling it up, and when they get to the point of explosion, 
everybody's like, oh, crap, this dude's a freaking monster yeah. or whatever, you know. So but you got to look at, like, how much somebody's taking. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could always be that one guy that lets everybody talk crap. And then that one last time, it could be the part that just, you know, you shake a Coke bottle enough, it's going to eventually have yeah. a lot of pressure, you know. Yeah. So. Which I will say, like, because, like I said earlier, I mean, I've even changed now. Um, shoot, in the past few months. Um I just got into where, man, I just don't even talk to nobody no yeah. more because this is See, bad. that's that's pretty much how, how I'm going towards is, like, I've become a lot more passive uh, even than I was before. Not as far as letting someone walk over me, but it's like, okay, listen. When you're, they're talking about you. Just, yeah, and you're trying to do this. You're trying to walk over me. I kick rocks. You know what I mean? I mean like, I'm a, not going to have you in my life. Just It's a whole lot better feeling for the people out there listening. I mean, I've lived my life in a lot of anger and a lot of, like, issues. If you feel like, you know, that's the best way to do is fight everybody and anybody, I promise you it hurts you at the end of you winning a fight just as well as it's going to hurt the person you just kicked the crap out of. So it's better just to just, like, you know, let them talk because they're going to continue talking. They may have won the fight after you just knocked two of their teeth out, you know. So just keep letting them talk and just completely ignore how stupid they are because... I mean, at the end, man, it's it's not worth all the trouble. We're only here for a short time. It's better just live life and have fun and, you know, um, come get on this podcast and drink, you know. You and I could probably go on for the memories part of this forever and ever. I'm going to mention one last thing, and then we're going to go on to the next one. And this ain't even like, we ain't even got to talk about a debate. It's literally because you talked about that, and it brought a specific memory up to my mind. And I just want to mention it. Because I feel like it's going, the oh whole God. thing will kick back into your mind, too. You remember Logan's fight? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. So many people said he cheated because he was wearing a ring and crap. Yeah, like, that bro. day we had to beg Logan to go do that, and then he showed out. Yeah. Dude, I thought Logan was going to get his tail kicked on that. <laughs> I really did. But Logan turned out, and, he like, dude, he showed everybody he was not playing, dude. Yeah. Like, I was actually, like, super proud of Logan that day. Yep. Like, he owned up to all the bullies, all the crap he was talking to. And Logan just, man, he went out there and got the job done. Like I feel like that was a flip switch moment for him, too. Cause like, oh, yeah, dude. Because he become a different person after that. Like, like Logan I mean, would he's talk weird. shit, but, like, he would take a lot of shit, too. Like, he, would, he was good in banter moments, but, like, he would just... But he would never own up to what people were trying to do. Yep. And that one day, they pushed him to his limit. And now look at him, dude. I think him and Riley both are actually two whole different people now. I mean, I believe they're both being really successful. And, you know, after they stopped taking everybody's crap, they went out there and showed everybody what's up, you know? Yeah. Man, I miss them, too. I ain't hung out with either one of them in a hot minute, dude. Yeah. Um. Anywho, so if Logan or Riley, either one of y'all listening to this, y'all need to come come through, dog. Uh. Anywho, so... I would definitely like to hear Riley's success story on the welding company and everything. Man, Riley is working all the time. I've got him on Snap. I see his stuff on there all the time. Hella proud of him, too, especially after all the stuff recently and all that. Like, to come through and he's... Oh, man, prayers for them, man. I I don't know what I would do. I would definitely not be able to be the manly people they are right now. Yep. I also live for um, seeing Riley's memes on Snap. I don't know if you're friends with Riley on Snap, but, like, he shares the best memes, dude. Story. It's so good. Riley's I always been, it. like, the best memes. I know, memes. man. I need to get up with it. We, we chat every now and again, 
and we're like, hey, we need to hang out sometime. And we both agree we need to hang out, but we never get to the plan part of hanging out. <laughs> yeah. like, You're the, man, he's busy, man. He's got a business. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's making a life. He's working and he's got a business. Like, he's yeah, both. I mean, he's, he's doing really good for himself. I'm actually proud of him. Him and Logan both. Yeah. I mean. All right. Um, so, keeping keeping the show rolling. On to, and actually, I just got on a conversation with this, uh, with Thomas the other day and realized just how bad I miss it so much. Mm. You started my dive in and my story in the fire department and, <laughs> yeah. and actually if we want to take it further back reggie started both of our experiments in this and we're gonna have reggie on later i can't wait to have reggie on here man um That's but i'm gonna be interesting i, I definitely want to listen i will on. never forget the first time because we were at uh because it was mine and memo's house at the time where thomas and them are now the, the bond one house we yeah. had the bonfire and we're over there drinking and building the bonfire and whatever. And I turn around and both of y'all are gone. And I was like, what the fuck? It was Calvin, Reggie yes. that came. Because we invited and, Calvin and Reggie just randomly showed up. We didn't know who this guy was. And you and Reggie, yeah, because you and Reggie left. And I was like, what the hell? This is when Reggie had his red Mustang. No, it was a Challenger. Was it Challenger? It was yeah, the Challenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, what the hell? And I was, I was kind of mad. Cause I was like, bro, what the like, y'all are over here at my house. Nobody said anything. Everybody just left, and I was like, what the hell? Like, Um, I I remember it clear as day. Cause you know we we got to talking and everything, and Reggie's been a savior a lot in my life. Uh, I'm not gonna get on that subject because a lot of people, you know, but uh, Reggie has been an inspiration to me on a lot of things. Um, That day in particular, um, we were hanging out at the bonfire and we were just sitting there talking, and he got a fire call. Well, I have never known anything about firefighter world or being a volunteer. I didn't even know volunteer firefighters exist at the moment. But uh, he was like, you want to come watch? So, you know, we jumped in the car and took off and left you. I think we left you and Calvin there, actually. And um, (laughs) we took off to this fire call and actually made it in time for the trucks to show up. It was probably the the inspiration behind when I got into the fire world and uh, helping people. And then it turned around and inspired you into the fire world. And your first call, I think, was yeah. probably the most memorable call. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say it's the most memorable. I do remember it. Um, <laughs> I just, I just want to say, man, I wonder how Reggie feels knowing that he made a mistake. Like we all know, I ended up being the better firefighter, so oh, I took the wrong yeah. one. Okay, but you know, yeah, um, we'll go with that. <laughs> um. <laughs> V-I-S training right here, right now. We'll see who gets it done quicker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I think I done got too fat and stuff for that. <laughs> I will say, and this is not anything against, like, like person to person or whatever. I do think for fire department-wise, like, fire training-wise, I think, and this is not me talking to trash about you, I think I became better because of where I was. Oh, no doubt, man. When you went over and found your own, you know, Brick Hat was my home. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, you know, my beginning of my fire career. That was my home. You ventured off and found your home for a fire department, your family. God, I miss it. And I believe, and honestly, you know, I'm not talking crap. Yeah. By no means, because, you know, Copper County Fire Association has been really good. Um, but I do honestly believe Mud Tavern might be top five in the state for the best training wise. You know, well, see, it's not, okay. 
so from the one being over there, right? It's not necessarily Mud Tavern in and of itself, which Mud Tavern, I think, Mud Tavern has, at the time at least, had the brotherhood aspect absolutely down. That's a right, big part right. of what I grew there. But yes. it's the location. It's not because Mud Tavern was, I mean, they're not rich by any means. They don't have the best no, training purposes. However, where we were, you got to think too. We're right beside Trinity. Trinity had the burn building. Yeah, y'all had Trinity. And they have, they had, well, we can't do stuff with the Cater's Bader. Um, but uh, we had good connections because the chief, he was a Madison uh, County Fire Department. He, he That's where he worked. Right, right. Um, so he had a lot of good things there. We had two different buildings that we could go. At one point, I'll, you know, not get into all that. But, um, and we, I think the big thing that was having Trinity there, we had a lot of stuff who we had people that went to the fire college because they were paid firefighters and they also volunteered. So we got a lot of training through that. Um, oh, yeah, essentially secondhand training. Um, I think the biggest though was having Trinity right there because we would do, that's why I like VEIS, Vent, Inner, Isolate, Search, my favorite type of training, dude. Um, we would set up a, uh, a dummy somewhere within the three uh, different stories of the trail of the building um, set off smoke set off fire we do fog whatever um, we would even do like uh, no mix so it's backwards so huh. you couldn't see anything yeah yeah um, and you would have to go up the ladder hook you know uh, we would we would do the the vent part but of course there's no glass there so we'd take our pike pole or our halligan or whatever act like we're doing it you know we check the stabilization of the floor vault ourselves in go through isolate the door search the room and we you know do time trainings and i remember at the time where you know i basically lived at the fire department because i was there so much um yeah I but yeah <laughs> and when i would do this i would stay up at night and I would pull the window out. We had a window prop. Um, and I would go through over and over. You and were over. definitely more dedicated once you got into it. I will say you were, out of me and you both, you were really more dedicated. I felt like that was something that inspired you into doing something on your own. Because yeah. you, you went off on your own, man. Like, we didn't even really talk about what was going on in the fire world, even though I'd already been into it for, like, what, a year or two before you got and you went off on your own and, like, literally attacked the whole thing. And I believe that's something that benefits you because once you get a hobby or or something like that, you it's go a 100% ADHD. into it, man. Like, you're so dedicated. And a lot of people, man, you know, going back to the really good training, a lot of people are sleeping on lead and fire. But, like... Lead was good. Dude, I'm telling you, like, they, they've, you know, got a really great chief, Jeremiah mm-hmm. Holland. Um... Easton Evans is a really great EMT. I worked mm-hmm. with him on the ambulance as well. Um, they have a really great crew going on. Like, Matthew Lill is very knowledgeable on uh, structure fires and stuff. Like, I mean, their training stuff gets hardcore, man. Like, I believe I actually almost threw up a few times when Easton and Adam and Matthew come up with this hardcore trainings mm-hmm. that they do. And, like, I believe I've learned a lot from them. And between the most fire departments that I would recommend, you know, people listen if they wanted to get into this since they're hearing us talk about it i would go with either mud tavern trinity hillsboro fire or caddo or if you're in the carver county range i would definitely go to leeton i mean leeton's more of a family but yeah. a lot of people nowadays in the volunteer world they need to go back to the brotherhood thing 
Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's who's got the most money, who's got the best equipment. But that don't mean crap if you ain't got the knowledge and the people that you care about with each other. Because, and, you know. Hey, going to that point, I think this is also, because I don't know if, if you know or not, um, that's also a reason that Brotherhood at um, the Morgan that Mud County Tavern, area. not not Morgan County, Mud Tavern specifically, was a little bit more established. It's not even necessarily Brotherhood in it of itself, but the closeness, um, yes. because a lot of them, what you'll have at different volunteer fire departments is you have the old guys, you have the young guys that their cousin or somebody <laughs> yeah. or somewhere down the line has did it, and they're like, hey, I want to check it out. Um, Mud Tavern has very much been a generational thing. So, because I don't know about further on, but the current assistant chief, or at least when I was there, he used to be the chief. And his son, his two sons are in it now, his son is the current chief, works at Madison, who now has a son. Who will, So, it's it's very much a general... Like so, it's, just, it's basically a whole family. Almost, yeah. It's 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 And that's how it kind of ties in, you know. Um, so, there's already this closeness, like, whereas for... In other fire departments, you sometimes see, like, gaps in different areas. They're already close because of their family. And then the people they have there have become part of the family. Yeah. So it's just, you either, then, you're either you either in the family or you're not. And that's what makes it a really great department, man. Like, I, I will say compliments on Lawrence County Fire Association. All those volunteer guys, man, it's not a territorial base. Yeah. Because if you're in that area, nobody cares if you come and help. I mean, as long as you listen to commands, I mean... I, I witnessed it firsthand, being in fire department world, uh, and being in the ambulance world. Lawrence County is in top notch. Um, I don't even know if I talked to you about this the other day, but I talked to Reggie because um, Thomas and I got to talking about it, and you know, I've been out of it for a minute now. You know, kind of grew a little bit of a gut, got out of shape, got out of the apartment, got out of everything. <laughs> um. Thomas and I got talking about it the other day, man. Like, it was just, it was a whole new surge of uh, dopamine, you know, and I was just, like, talking about stuff. And I was like, man, I miss it. I messaged Reggie the other day. Um, eventually, potentially, maybe, I have to figure out schedule and stuff because you know how I am about wanting to devote time and stuff oh, yeah, to things. If you come up with something you love, man, all your time and everything that you want goes and into it. I need to make sure that it's not going to be detrimental as in I'm going to devote so much that I won't be able to work and make money and live and stuff. Um, however, I'm supposed to go to Central and talk to them sometime because uh, that is the closest, as far as I know, volunteer department to here. Um, yeah, Central, yeah, Underwood, mm-hmm. yeah, several others around here. Um, I do believe some of these guys around here are top notch. I definitely uh, want to check into it. I do say the fear. I have the fear because I've talked to you about this before. That it's just I'm going to get in another department and I'm, it's not going to be Mud Tavern, you know. And you, I you'll always think of Mud Tavern, man. I'm gonna go ahead. And you tell never you. forget your first. But you also, you know, you'll you'll eventually find a group of guys that. Our, our brothers to you, and yeah. you know, I've, I've found that at Leeds, um, Brick Hatton. I kind of got away from it, and you know, I still miss Brick Hatton, but I did find a new, you know, family to join, and uh, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll find that. I mean, it, it my tavern's always going to have a spot, and, and something is always going to be close to you. And well, when you make it rich off doing these podcasts, you know, you can always <laughs> donate money to them. 
these podcasts are going to end up being one of those things where we're like old and in a nursing home and laugh at. Yeah, like you're just you're just going to roll up with like a with like a Mick Ultra in your hand because they're going to find some way for us to be old and not die and drink still. Um, you're just going to walk up to me and be like. <laughs> You remember that thinking and drinking podcast? <laughs> and then we're all just going to like wheel up beside each other and listen to it. Talk about how dumb we were. Talk about the girls from our past. It's just going to be like a whole oh, yeah, let's thing. Not do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's not do that. Um, That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> well, on that topic, you know, thinking of girls and girl issues, I mean, we could segue into the next topic pretty well. <laughs> oh, well, I mean. <laughs> um, so mental health is a bitch, dude. But but is... but luckily you are finding new ways to to deal with that. Oh like, man, yeah. like so, you know, my whole life I've been kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there there is no doubt about it. I've been an asshole. I've been every name in the book you can think of. I've probably been. But in that general area, we'll get into it in a little bit. Um, the life I lived and the hatred I had, I think had a huge control on that and, um, lived my life in anger and wanting love because I guess I never had it as a child. So really I was just trying to settle down with anybody and everybody. Like, so I think I've been engaged quite a bit. <laughs> not even going to lie about that, but it's, it's nothing against the girls that I've been with. It's just when shit got real and I didn't feel like I was wanted, I dipped out, man. Like, I ran from all my problems, man. Like, everything. And apologies to that. Um, but now, recently, man, I have understand the meaning of when Thomas used to tell me you need to grow up or, you know, anybody used to tell me, hey, it's time to grow up, man. You're 25 years old. So, you know, I started working on the road. So that kind of came a new meaning to me after recently and um i actually see it a whole lot more that i was messing with people's minds and stuff more than i was helping you know i was being selfish trying to find something to fix what happened in my childhood and i think now man it's it's a whole lot different I, i've come to find tournament fishing and um hoping to get into bass masters kayak series and it's it's really been a whole whole new life for me man like uh, I took the growing up statement to a whole new level and realized that I was doing life a whole wrong and living to fix things that I had no control over. So. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm definitely glad to hear, you know, that you've got something developing as a way to deal with those because... Um, which obviously now, if you look at, which I guess it depends on what kind, what side of TikTok or whatever you're on, um, there hasn't been, but there's starting to be, um, more of a, a light shown on men's mental health issues, um, which there really hasn't been in the past. You know, the studies and everything show it. Um, however, not a lot of people have talked about it. We still need to talk about it more. Um, but I will say, like, because of TikTok creators and YouTube Shorts and and all that good stuff. Um, it's becoming a part of the conversation. And it needs to be. It definitely, because I believe, what, 98% of suicides have been uh, men? You know I, what, I you mean, keep talking, I'll look that. that. Um, 
Mental health, man, even I'm not making excuses by no means. Um, in the men's life, if you try to talk about your feelings and your depression and stuff, it just people think you're weak and you're, you're a pussy or, or, or whatever, man. But in reality, I have come to realize, man, it's, it's better to not live your life trying to fix all your traumas. Because I've been as far as, you know, I, I was raised around drug addiction and all that and pretty much was homeless at some points. No shoes, nothing. And, you know, I lived my life trying to fix other people's issues because of my depression and my trauma and my mental health. And it made mine a hundred times worse. Mm-hmm. And it definitely needs to be a topic, man. I mean, I've, we've lost close friends. I mean, we've, we've definitely need, that needs to be a huge topic. I wish we could start something for mental health because, yeah. you know, you need to check on the people that, you know, they could be the happiest, smiling, making everybody laugh, but they're also probably, when they're alone, probably the most suffering people ever. I mean, it's just... It attacks people in a hundred different ways. Yeah. Um, the statistic I found, by the way, it's uh, 3.88 times, uh, or there are 3.88 times as many men per to women. Um, and also just want to put this out there. This is not saying, you know, that mental health isn't important for women because um, it is. Mental health is important across the board. The big thing is, though, what not a lot of people want to talk about is men were raised, not all men, obviously. I, I was raised. I would say you were raised this way too. Um, yes. Grow up. Be a man. Um, get over it. Don't cry about it. Don't cry about it, yeah. Um, and that's that's the way we were raised. And You're being then, a bitch about it or something. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, every we get in a relationship. And you have these girls that come along and they're like, why won't you just show your emotions? And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. for the three months that you've been here, there's been 20 plus years of don't cry about it. Get over it. Stop it. You know, um, so it's it's there's a disconnect there. Um, it's so hard to talk about your issues, man. When, when men are raised, like I'm not saying women ain't as important. And some women have been raised the same way. Yeah. 100%. But like. Men, man, like men and guys and boys, even like even nowadays, it, they're raised to not talk about their issues. Like yeah. you're just raised to grow the hell up and forget about it, or you know whatever. It's just, and it's so hard to do that because it affects you in the long run. It makes you do stupid shit. It makes you get engaged umpteen million times because you're trying to find something to fix that. You know, I mean, you eventually start building very terrible characteristics. Yeah. over mental health and, and even sometimes taking your own life, you know, I mean, which is a very sad thing, you know, that happens. And I'll, if anybody out there needs any help or, you know, any any talks or anything, you know, I feel like you would be available to talk and I know I would, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think a big thing with it too is, you know, some men actually do get to that point of where they can open back up um and it's a very dangerous thing because sometimes <laughs> it that, scares people off well yeah that that shows its face in he's not mature um he can't you know he's got these issues and all this but it's become a point where 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, it's become a point where it's like if if a female has issues going on, ninety nine percent of the time, her girlfriends are there for her. Hundred percent. This oh, is not to say that that the that the bros are not there for the bros. However, it's hard to know who you can open up to. Very much, man. I mean, getting on that topic, it is very hard to know who you can talk to. Um, if you are one of those trusty, trustworthy people, you, you kind of need to prove it to your friends and keep checking on them. And because these mental health issues also develop a lot of trust issues. So we don't really talk to a lot of people, man. I mean, it's just, it's better to keep it to yourself because you go tell somebody and then they're going to go tell Bobby Joe or, you know, blah, blah, Joey Bob. Yeah, I mean, they're going to go run in their mouth, and then everybody's going to think you're this whole sicko, crazy, psychotic person. You know, th- there was a rumor spread a couple years ago about me trying to kill myself and stuff, and it was just a whole huge mess about how, oh, he just wants attention and all this stuff. I mean, it's just... It's very hard to trust who you talk to, so that's why a lot of people don't really talk about their issues, and when they finally do, everybody thinks they're just the weirdo of the group, and everybody dips out on them, but what people don't know, if you dip out on those people, that's what drives them to suicide, because they don't have nobody. I mean, you got to be there for your people, so if you really don't care about that friend that you're with, don't be so friendly with them, you know? Let them know, hey, I don't care about your issues. And then let them find somebody that actually gives a shit, yep. you know, because that person needs somebody to be able to talk to. And, you know, my two people are you and Reggie. And I believe y'all know about all my issues and all my stupid activities, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm trying to also think about this because... Uh, That don't mean go asking Elijah and Reggie about me. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, um, and that's the thing. Like you know, if you are someone's trusted person, keep that in secrecy. Because um, speaking on on my own behalf of even stuff that's happened here recently, sometimes it really stings whenever you share stuff and and you know somebody else finds out. I mean, and, it's just... and you're hearing about it from someone you didn't tell. Yeah, I mean that. It's... And that kind of boosts, like, I don't know about you, but that kind of boosts my mental health. Like, that makes it even worse because then I start thinking about all oh, these then, people. Then you throw trust it. issues in there. That's yeah, a big, just, when you feel like you can finally trust people or some people and then you realize you can't. And then it makes it harder for the, like, other people trying to come into your life. Yes. You know? And, and, That's man, why we run just, into such, like, and, and, and if it needs relaying in some form of fashion, um, I have found that... Per the females, like, this would be a good way to relate it to, like, which, I mean, I think it's just people in general, but I have found that females um, in relationships, um, a guy comes along and treats them like shit, and then they have this whole thing of, well, I don't know if I can trust you, and you have to prove it. It's the same thing. Yeah, and it's the same way. But it's with everybody when you destroy someone's trust on serious issues relating to mental health. Like, And then, you know, once you get into those things and y'all get out of that relationship, you try to find a hundred other things that you can trust. And, you know, I think with my mental health was a huge thing was 
when I finally developed something that I could talk to, I got scared. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm just not really big on talking about my issues. I guess we're going to today. But, like, you know, it's already out in the wind. Some people know about what I've been through. I'm not making excuses for things that I've done. But I feel like I ran as far as when it got serious about talking about everything. I think I got scared and ran, you know, because all my trust issues went into that one thing. And I'm like, oh, well, now if I do this, everybody's going to find out about all my dark, deep secrets. I need to get the heck out of here. So I think that's why I dipped out on a lot of things in my life. Um, I do apologize for a lot of that because you are fixing to find out a lot. But <laughs> um, that, that that a huge thing on men, you know, I mean... Yeah. That's why some men are monsters. Some people are just assholes in general. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of those good guys turn into those bad guys because of these issues. I will say, um, which just completely, because I know you and I talked about, like, time restraints and stuff like that earlier. Um, And this is why earlier I took a – I can't even remember exactly what we were talking about just then. But I was saying something. I was like, ah, I'm trying to think. Um, So I've decided – for and this is whoever is listening to this will already know obviously um i've decided that because this one is kind of a really like all of them are hard-hitting episodes this one shares a lot more of a sentimental and emotional connection to you and i um and like i know more and there's there's just a lot more there that's known um, and I don't really want to put a time restriction on this. So, like I said, everyone who's listening will already know this. However, because I own the podcast, I can do what I want. Um, <laughs> I have made the split-second decision. Y'all just actually, stay tuned listening, man, because like, this is something that everyone that's been through some trauma definitely needs to hear. We're going we're gonna to break this into two parts.